0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Muriwa Gavaza, and for today, we do get into a conversation um, around small businesses and some of the efforts uh, that are being made to address, um, you know, some of the needs in that particular sector by uh, the financial financial services, and specifically today, we're talking to the team from Visa. Uh, They're probably the largest payments company in the world. And we're going to be, you know, getting an understanding of some of uh, the solutions that they have, um, you know, for small businesses. There's a lot that's said about small businesses, how they're engines of growth and that type of thing. But, you know, when you talk to a lot of small businesses, they often feel like they are under supported. Um, so today we're having a discussion around how, um, you know, we can go about, uh, you know, supporting these small businesses a little bit better to help us to make sense of it all we are joined by enoch malisa who is head of uh, merchant sales and acquiring uh, for visa in uh, sub saharan africa enoch greetings to you today
1: thank you and uh, thanks for having me it's great to be here
0: now thank you so much for being with us uh before we get into the world of uh you know the world of small businesses in particular maybe we can just delve into your your universe at visa there um as we said at the beginning visa is one of those names that uh you know most people know as long as you have a bank card chances are there's one of two logos Uh, That's going to be on that bank card and Visa is, uh, you know, one of those two logos. So most people know what the company does. But when we are saying um, merchant sales and acquiring, what are we actually talking about?
1: And and, and thanks for for profiling exactly this question, because quite often people don't necessarily realize that once you have the card in your pocket, There's another function that needs to uh, uh, ensure that you can have multiple places where you can use the card. Let's give a story. You get a card today and you get into a taxi and the taxi driver says, I don't accept card, that's cash. You go to a spaza shop and you want to present your card and the spaza shop says, I don't accept card, they require cash. So those use cases will then follow uh, uh, and the list goes on and on. You would end up not seeing the value of having card in your wallet and you may just start back to the ATM, extract more cash and put it in your wallet, which then devalues the entire proposition and need of us to carry cards as opposed to carry cash. So, what we are fascinated and obsessed with Is to ensure that there are multiple ways and places where the card can be accepted. Places it speaks to exactly these merchants I'm talking about. Ways it talks about: can you do a internet transaction? Can you do a chip transaction, meaning you've dipped your card into a point of sale? It also speaks to: can you use your phone like we do today? Uh, You know to uh, tap your phone on a point of sale and the transaction uh, is completed. So it speaks to all these spaces, but I think the most important part that I want to then emphasize is we've had card acceptance in South Africa, but pretty much that has been into the low end of the segments, uh, sorry, into the higher end of the segments not necessarily the low end of the segments. And by low end of the segments, I'm speaking to exactly your spaza shops, your hair salons, uh, your car washes, etc. cetera. So we have undertaken uh, a drive to look at these sectors uh, as a, a focal point. Uh, and, and our most recent engagement, uh, you know, take a lot of the marketplace, was speaking to The folks that are now selling digitally, because they too are part of this lower end segment where it's just a one man business and they are trying to reach out to customers, but the ways of how they receive payment is still, uh, you know, stuck in the cash space. So the long and short, that's what we're obsessed about. And those are some of the use cases that we want to ensure that we can enable.
0: All right, so I guess my understanding from everything that you've just said is that you are the person at Visa who's going out and evangelizing for card usage and trying to enable uh, merchants and uh, business owners to actually be able to accept uh, the payments and pay- and process payments in their own businesses. Am I understanding that part correctly?
1: That That is 100% correct. I just reordered to say, Firstly, we enable, then we evangelize because in some instances there is enablement, but people just don't know because we're not speaking about it or making it visible.
0: Mm. And that is a very, you know, important distinction to make that, you know, you, you start you start first by, I guess, the acquiring and then uh, the evangelizing. And I'm very keen to understand what other dynamics are happening in the space. Because the story that you gave earlier on, you know, the taxi, the spousal shop owner, those are great places, you know, to be uh, trying to fight cash. Right. But in in a country like South Africa, those are some of the some of the places where cash has the biggest stranglehold, um, you know, in the economy. I often uh, whenever I talk to fintech or financial technology companies, I often say, guys, can we do something about taxis and the car guards? and yeah. you know a lot of the time there's some head scratching and it's like no we're we're trying we're trying we we're, we're working on it so maybe you could characterize for us so what what are some of the issues um you know for that uh, lower base of the market i think you spoke to it earlier on to say that typically the ability to accept cards and that type of thing has been something for you know, upper echelon businesses and you know uh, the lower end single owner businesses have often been left, um, you know, out out of the conversation. What are the challenges on that end? Because I would imagine that the normal consumers now carrying a, a lot of people have a card in their pocket anyway, so it's in the interests of a merchant to be able to accept that as a, as a method of payment.
1: So, so. Uh... There's a number of elements, and depending on which sector you speak to, you will then have certain nuances and And let me give maybe just uh, two examples just to counterbalance. So when you go to this sponsor shop owner, the sponsor shop owner is uh, mostly uh, interested in a cash to cash cycle and by cash to cash I mean I've ordered, I sell, I get my money, I can go and stock again. And that cash-to-cash cycle uh, for them is important because the more they can repeat that cash-to-cash cycle in a week, in a month, it improves their profitability. But say similarly, it also comes with the margin that they make on that cash-to-cash. So today, I sell the tin of baked beans and I make a 75 cents margin on it. That's net margin. So when I move away from... Uh, you know this the fact that I'm selling digitally, I'm not going to then suddenly increase the price of baked beans. There's inherent cost that comes in when you move into the digital space, that's going to then reduce the 75 cents margin, maybe to a 70 cents margin. So it's lost 5 cents in, in the process. And that, that 5 cents is also warranted as a cost because there's a lot of other convenience issues of safety, Uh, handling cash, et cetera, et cetera. But it also means that you are now exposed to more people who can come and make payments in your space, whereas previously it was just only a, a cash transaction. Now, there's a few things that you can manage in that space and how you create propositions for the merchant so that that five cents, they can see the actual value of why am I losing five cents in this digitized space? That's one use case. The other use case, which has got a number of nuances, let's say, uh, let's stick with the taxi. Now, in the taxi, there's a num- in the taxi environment. There's a number of moving pieces, and we know this because we live in communities. We get into taxis, and we we understand how the ecosystem, you know, operates. You have a, uh, a an owner-driven uh, taxi or you have a uh, driver who is hired by an owner, those again will give you different nuances in terms of how they will appreciate the controls that you bring and the access to digital spaces. There's also issues of transparency. Now, this is not a phenomenon only in South Africa. My role spans across sub-Saharan Africa and I've got colleagues who are in other co- uh, continents, other jurisdictions. When it comes to Anything where there's cash that is given to a third party, there's always issues of when you bring it into a digital space, you improve issues of transparency. Now, that's one issue that we come against. And obviously, it's an issue that you cannot ignore. Because if you ignore it, you'll put technology there, but the adoption is not going to be as you want it to be. That's the first one. The second one, you could also have situations where if I receive cash, cash is what I've received, and it's there's no transparency in what I've received over a period of time, and and we understand, uh, you know, those kinds of environments. We are not the public police to then say we want everything to be transparent, whatever the case it is. But those are some of the issues that we are told, uh, you know, become barriers. Therefore, we need to work as a collective to find ways of how do we come up with a win-win situation for everybody. So again, we talk digitization. In the, in the second example, it might take long. In the first example, it might be quick to get the merchants starting to adopt uh, you know, digital payments, as it were.
0: You know, it's a very interesting space to be in, uh, you know, and I'm just thinking about the fact that the problem around digitization and the uh, the issue around trying to reduce cash use, we've spoken you know quite extensively with uh, the team over at BankServe, for example, mm-hmm. and they've made it literally a point. Of their strategy that you know we need to increase digital payments in south africa and across the board and i think that then speaks to why fintech is such a hot area of business right now but one of the things that um i always wonder about is how do you ensure stickiness with uh, what you call this with these business guys because You know, you go to certain spas shops, you go to certain small businesses, and some guys will literally have two, three, four different POS machines because of the cost factor that you've just mentioned now. Someone comes to them and says, hey, we've got this great solution and it's only going to cost you this much. And because people understand that that market is very responsive to 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 pricing you know they offer special maybe for three months we're only going to be charging you 350 basis points you know on this um you know as opposed to 500 basis points and you know you 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 can do well and then someone else comes and says actually you know, we can offer you two percent, and then <laughs> you know, you get into this. Uh, what you call this? You get into the struggle. Price wars. Yeah. So I just wonder, how do you then engender the value discussion, especially just because a lot of people are trading on the price? Because I'm hearing you talking about making people understand where the value is on the five cents, and I'm here for the for that, but. The conversation still feels like, auto, at a surface level, it's still just a pricing discussion, and that we haven't really been able to, to 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 send the message across that digital payments are inherently more convenient, and over the long term, it's actually cheaper to have money in digital form than in cash form. But. <laughs>
1: It, it, it is a valid point. And uh, you spoke to enablement, then evangelising. Now, we can enable all we care. The evangelism that needs to follow through needs to elevate these nuances. But let's look at uh, prior to, to, to being in this role with Visa. I was in the acquiring role uh, with one of the banks in South Africa. And one of the key things that uh, uh, we always looked at when we looked at our growth for the year, we did not look into white spaces. And by white spaces, I mean untapped markets where you can go and find, uh, you know, clients. Why? Because the cost of acquisition was high and it said the cost of enablement would be high. The, co- the, the, the rate of attrition, meaning you get a merchant today, you are enabling them, you onboard them and it's a cost to you, six months later, you might start to see uh, something happening in terms of the volumes that are coming through. And I'll speak to those number of terminals you spoke to because it's some of the things that, uh, you know, result into this. Now, the bank would then look at this and say, if it's going to cost me a thousand rands to onboard this merchant, and this merchant will attract in six months from date of onboarding, I might still be on the negative side from an onboarding cost perspective before I even break even as a business on why I have this customer in my books. Therefore, what tends to happen, this prize was that I'm talking about, most of the players go to existing customers. That's the reason why you will then find the merchant having two or three the one terminal was given by a bank and probably the merchant is paying a rental to it the second bank comes in and says we'll give you a point of sale terminal you will not pay any rent we'll waive the rent but because we see that your business is good and the throughput and the uh, the feedfall, uh, you know is impressive we believe that you can uh, uh, you know uh, do well with our services here's a point of sale switch your transactions to a, a terminal and then let's see, we'll come and review in about three months' time. And obviously, because you are not paying for the terminal, you are not looking at the rate that you are paying. Then somebody else comes in and says, I'll give you this terminal for free, but I'll also reduce the rate that the second player has given to you. Now you've got three terminals. You end up pushing your, your transactions to the one who's giving you a free terminal and a reduced rate because you are maximizing your margin. Whereas the other two terminals are sitting there and the banks or whoever is given the terminal thinks that, you know, that business might have gone under. No, that business is still trading. They're just using somebody else's platform. So so, so, therefore, the stickiness around all of this will come when we start talking value-added services. Value-added services for me speaks to the same spaza shop has got stock that needs to be ordered. The last time they went to... a a, a warehouse or a wholesaler might have been a month ago and they might not remember how much they have of each of their stock items, SKUs. The more they sell, the more they need to go and check and then, you know, restock. But on the other hand, they may also be having items that are sitting there that are not moving, that they don't need to stock the next time they go and do their stock. So how do we then start moving manual activities and digitizing them? So when you bring a point of sale, the point of sale captures the transaction, but there's a lot of upstream activities that the point of sale must also enable for the merchant. Putting your stock in there. As you sell, we do a stock count. And whether you sell by card, whether you sell by cash, we do a stock count. At the end of the day, we'll do a reconciliation for you. This is how much stock you have. This is how much you sold in cash. This is how much you sold digitally and uh, uh, and then be able to have a, 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 an automatic order that comes up to replenish stock. We are working with other partners who are then saying, let's do the runaround for you. If the system can trigger your, your stock requirements, let's take that aggregated with other stock requirements, go buy in bulk and come and deliver for you. What have we done? We are making the merchant solely focused on running their business as opposed to all the other admins that big companies would have people that they've employed to actually do because you know their businesses allow them to do that so so for me i think stickiness would be as we start to embed a lot of these things that uh, uh, you know merchants would normally do but it's mostly manual and they don't also quantify how much time and how much does it cost them to do that. It comes back to that five cents, where you then say, is the five cents worth it? Is what I have to pay? So when you then look at the fact that most of the stuff that you ordinarily would have done would have cost you 20 cents, then five cents is no longer an issue. Now, those are some of the discussions that we're getting into, and that's what we need to evangelize for.
0: It is an interesting space to be in, um, Enoch, simply because when uh, I can reflect a couple of years ago before COVID, um, you know, I took a visit to some spazor shops in Umlazi. And it was an eye-opening experience, you know, to understand just how much um i think the the example of taxis is an easy one to people because we see taxis on the road all the time and you know you understand that there's maybe 250 maybe 300,000 of these taxis on the road and they're like okay fine we understand that th- this is a sector that's making money in the economy but sponsor shops i think sometimes we take them for granted because a couple of the sponsor shops that we that that we visited you know nondescript nothing out of the ordinary is happening there but you then hear that the turnover in that spaza shop is touching three hundred thousand rand in a month yeah like what it's in huge. a month it's huge right and um you know when you talk to some of the guys they do speak to the fact that uh, almost exactly what you said that From a value-added point of view, right? Anyone who's turning over three hundred thousand rand in a month has a lot of stock that's moving in and out. That is a lot of time in stock management, like what you are like what you are describing. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of. um, There's also potential where, if you can show a credible, um, record of transaction then it's quite easy to then to go to credit. your supplier yes, yes to get credit or go to your suppliers and say hey guys i meant to pay you see what- yeah yeah. Uh, yeah
1: so yes yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely
0: <laughs> it's a, it's a definitely an interesting see you know space to be and so maybe you could talk to us about uh, you know two things you know before uh, we let you go firstly is I guess solutions point of view, right? At the moment, you've described some of the value-added services that people um, can be taking advantage of um, from a visa point of view. You know, what are some of the solutions that you guys have brought to the market? Um, you know, in that respect, what ty- what type of work are you guys doing? You spoke earlier on about um, you know trying to help merchants that are using Take a Lot, that type of thing, and then secondly is this is a point of curiosity on my side. Um I've always understood Visa and uh you know your 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 competitor on the other side yeah. uh you know with, with with the with the red and yellow with, logo with that, the rings. Uh, <laughs> yes um that the relationship is not directly with the, the consumer or the or the merchant, yes, but that's usually done through a financial intermediary, that a fintech correct. company, a bank, that type of thing. So, just curious to understand how much force you have, I guess, in the in the discussion to actually, you know, sway you know some of these discussions and make these proposals to the business people.
1: Yeah. So, 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 uh, I, and I think it's it's a very important question because people often ask can I come to Visa uh, for this solution? So so what what we do is we've got a push and a pull strategy. Uh, We push to our clients, being banks or the fintechs, the solutions that need to be uh, taken to market. And some of the solutions, quite frankly, they come from the fintechs because they are much more agile in solving for these things that non-traditional banks uh, are solving for. So we help them to then bring them into the ecosystem, uh, you know, do all the next necessary checks and balances, and we push it out. The pull strategy is when we then engage at the client level and consumer level to say, these are the elements that are in place. So take, for instance, the Take-A-Lot marketplace. They were engaging with the end uh, you know, merchants that are selling to say, there's this that is up. Uh, we've enabled a number of partners, and uh, we then direct them to go and speak to their banks to say, Uh, your respective bank will have a solution that comes from us that they've lined up. And we do this so that we are not seen to be favoring one institution over the other. But as we evangelize, we create generic messages that create groundswell of demand back into the financial institutions or into the uh, fintechs, as it were, to then get these technologies out into the market. Some of the technologies that we have uh, implemented in the, res- in the recent past uh, is we 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 started with two banks a few years. Uh, this past year we've had, or the current year we've had a number of other banks starting to to roll out. How do we use your mobile phone as a, as an acceptance mechanism? Now that speaks to enablement. The evangelism will then have to speak to both the merchant and the user, if I come to you with my phone and say, tap your card and then put in your PIN, you look at me and say, "Uh -uh." the bank had said to me, never compromise your PIN. Is this one way in which I'm going to compromise my PIN ahead of the festive season? I am not going to do that. Now, when you look at the evangelism, it will also be speaking to how do we start to migrate a little bit away from some of the messages that we've said in the past? It doesn't change the content of what we were saying, but it adds the fact that with digitization, you can now be able to put your PIN on a phone because we're able to capture transactions there. The other solution that we have brought into uh, the market, uh, although it's still at its early stages, we call it matching in a Box. Matching in a Box, it's that solution that then looks at your inventory, your reconciliation, uh, uh, and, uh, and and all the other. Bells and whistles that uh, uh, you know sit with within your business. It helps you with your working capital. How much stock do I still have? One of the things we didn't speak about around stock is the shrinkage. Staff expire without you knowing, and then it's a write-off. So again, it's one. It's one of those elements. And then the reconciliation and financial management becomes quite critical elements that come out of this. It also integrates as the the, the shop owner. Uh, you know, develops into a much more formidable business and you have staff. You can also start having payroll facilities linked into this. It helps you to run your business, both from running your core business, but also all the admin, including, uh, you know, staff elements and staff competence. So so these are these are all the things that are new uh, that are coming into the space. As I said, it's uh, it's still early days, but the banks are embracing it and we're moving uh, you know full steam ahead with it and we believe it's going to change the lives of many shop owners who are strangled with a lot of admin and sometimes they might not even get to it because of the time pressures that uh, uh, you know beckons in their in, in their running of their business
0: yeah very true and often uh, people don't realize just how valuable the most boring part of the business, uh, you know, tends to be. Sometimes you look at it as very tedious and mundane type of activities, but uh, a lot of those times, you know, simple thing like stock taking, you know, is something that can actually cost you money later on. If your stock is expiring and you didn't know about it, you know, that's a huge cost. Absolutely, you know that you that you end up incurring um, as a business, Enoch, it's been a really great discussion, you know, with you, and I guess on for for us, the last point is around your role is a sub-Saharan Africa role from yeah, right? Yes. How does how do how does your job? What's the word I'm looking for? Someone who's trying to do this work of evangelizing and acquiring the merchants, right? How is how is that mountain to climb in South Africa compared to other markets that you are in? I guess the question I'm asking is, um, how receptive are South African merchants compared to some of the other markets? Do you have some markets where... Merchants have just been gone, 100% said we're there or, you know, where South Africa on the spectrum. Are they, yes, we are here. Are they on the low end, right? How how, is, how are South African merchants uh, comparing when it comes to actually saying, okay, fine, this is technology that we want?
1: I, I would say the effort is the same and I would then categorize it in the following manner. In South Africa, you have a card acceptance is quite developed. Uh, So we know card acceptance because when you go to a large retailers, you can pay by card at a point of sale, et cetera. So you are now looking at how do you go to the lower segments? There's effort in getting there. There's economics that you need to manage and try and make that uh, viable. When you go outside of South Africa, you go to Kenya, there's M-Pesa, you go to Nigeria, uh, there's mobile money, et cetera you find that there are other form factors, payment methods that exist. When you want to bring in an interoperable space where the merchant can still accept mobile money and PESA, but also accept card, you then find that there's a number of other things that you need to be dealing with. So the effort and the heavy lifting is almost balanced, but the starting points are different Mm. in each market that you go into because it will always have different history, legacy, Different opportunities, sometimes it could be similar opportunities, but how you arrive at the end point, it could be from different angles and through different mechanisms and strategies
0: so that's where we end off it has been a really great discussion talking to Enoch around uh, the fact that we are trying to get to a place where we have a lot more you know digital payments in whatever form in South Africa as he's just said you know card acceptance has you know been one of those that's become quite mature um, you know because of a mature financial services sector and you know the big mission is trying to bring uh, some of those solutions from, you know, some of the bigger operators in the economy and bring them down, you know, to the rest of, uh, you know, to the rest of the economy, where a lot of the discussion, um, you know, has been quite fixed um, on the cost, you know, type of debate, the cost discussion, the cost conversation. Uh, But, you know, Enoch is saying that uh, the task for the evangelists in the space right now is how do you push the value-added services you know how do you help with some of the administrative tasks that small businesses have to get right you know or else they end up costing their money start uh, you know issues around uh you know stock management issues around creating a digital trail uh issues around measuring your sales um you know because there's a lot of people that are just trading you know left right and center you know you you get the money You get the money, you go, you restock, you come back, right? But actually seeing the data of, you know, okay. This is a popular product, or you know, this is something that uh, you know seems to be popular at this time of the year. You know, maybe we should be planning ahead to say when it's Christmas. You know, these are the types of things that we expect uh, that people are going to be buying, and you know, those are the type of things that are enabled, um, you know, by technology and making sure uh, that uh, businesses and business people understand um, where some of those commission are actually going because it can actually help you to save money and make even more money um you know as you go on into the future so that's been it it has been a really great discussion we were chatting uh to enoch uh, malisa who is head of uh, merchant sales and acquiring over at visa for sub-saharan africa enoch thank you so much for being
1: with us today thank you sir it's been a pleasure
0: pocket costs or wherever you choose to get your pods costed i've been with gavaza of the business day and financial mail and this has been another edition of the business day spotlight which is a multimedia live production so for myself and the rest of the team it is good evening good afternoon and good morning